Limitless Wrestling fans, it's another edition of the Limitless Wrestling Podcast coming to your ears as we do routinely here. John Alba and the czar of Limitless Wrestling, that's C-Z-A-R, not T-S-A-R, Randy Carver. Randy, what's up? Hey, spell it any way you'd like. I don't care. How you doing, John? I'm, I'm doing great right now. I am doing Yankee Doodle Dandy, baby. Prestigious is riding high. Riding high. It's a great week. You know what? Before I go on my tangent, we have a special guest with us here. Top shelf, Troy Nelson. He made his return to Limitless Wrestling a couple months ago. And now he's back with us here on the podcast. What's up, Troy? Happy to be here. Randy, thank you for the invite. John? Anyways, uh, so... Oh, I see. I see how it is. I'll be polite. I'll be polite. I see how it is. You know, I have a mutability here. Pleasantries. Uh, I'll exchange pleasantries here this evening. I've never had an issue with you, Troy. Do you want to have an issue? I mean, I don't have an issue considering we beat Bear Country that time that you brought them in for the Uh Alba search. uh I I do hold a victory against... I mean, I'd like to also... I do hold a victory against your charges. I mean, I... I, Heck, I I mean, when the time's right, I'm sure I'd like to pick up three more victories over three more of your uh, studs you got. I mean, again, Bear Country crushed me in a corner, so there's no love lost on that. Um, I, I, I it was do a have different a, time. It was a very different time, different days. Uh, we've grown a lot as people since then, I'd like to think. Have you now? Oh. Some. Okay. Mm. Uh, big shout out real quick before we start uh, uh, for the occasion here. Uh, very excited to be there for commentary this weekend. Main beer, guys. I know that that isn't what we're talking about on the podcast today, but I'm currently being fueled by Lone Pine out of Portland, Maine. Drinking a summer stout. People think that stouts can only be drank during the colder weather. I was going to say. Not if it's a summer stout. Sounds it's like an oxymoron. AB. It's great. No, it's a low ABV, 4.5% alcohol, a little bit extra smokiness, kind of those bitter, dark chocolate notes to it. Perfect for sitting around a campfire on like those summer nights where you need a hooded sweatshirt because it's dipping below 60, 65, you know. They're coming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not around my neck of the woods or not. I promise you that. Uh, you know what was freaking awesome this week, guys? What's that? We found out that Goldberg is prestigious. Oh, Correct. Um, How incredible was that? Was that not the coolest moment in professional wrestling history? I suppose that they're lucky that they had such a strong man in the form of uh, Channing Thomas there to make sure that Goldberg didn't go berserk or, for it's that true. matter, have anyone hurt him it's true. before his contest with uh, the Almighty one this past weekend. But, well. Randy, don't say you didn't freak no. out. I mean, hey, you, you taught him how to knock a door very professionally. Yes, so I did. That's a feather in your cap. I did. If that, if that was John knocking on the door, nobody would have answered. So I guess you're right. <laughs> People knock on my door. I don't knock on anyone's door. Let's make that very clear here. Certainly. Well, it was a huge week in professional wrestling. One of the biggest weeks I can ever remember. Um, uh, Obviously, I I mean, we'd be dumb as hell not to talk about it. Uh, CM Punk came back to pro wrestling this week, and it's kind of something that has had a ripple effect on perception of independent wrestling. You know, guys like Punk breaking through. I think, in my opinion, and I'm sure, Randy, you probably agree with me, people like Punk breaking through helped legitimize the independent scene in the last 10 or so years. Wouldn't you agree with that? Of course. I mean, uh, you hear a lot of people speak, uh, especially those who 
kind of rose through the independence the same way that CM Punk did, getting in a car, traveling wherever you could, and also of a smaller size than what a lot of people thought that, you know, the bigger companies were looking for for a long period of time. So uh, he was kind of uh, one of those kind of blazing the trail for the independent wrestler and really showing people that there's a chance to get it done. There's a chance to do it your own way and maintain true. And uh, it was awesome to see. It was an awesome moment so long in the making. Uh, I was watching live at the dojo. The show had started. We saw the opening package. The chants were coming in. And then the Internet went out. But uh, I, have, I, have, I have watched that video probably 50 times since and really enjoyed it. I can't help but feel like that's Eric Greenleaf's fault somehow. Oh, leave him be. Let's talk about that, too. Eric Greenleaf uh, needing surgery after yeah. getting hurt in the Rip Bison Big Beef scrap match. Could we see referee Troy Nelson in Limitless Wrestling? I, uh, I have my two Shakara referee shirts retired in my closet. Eventually, they will go uh, into like, what, like a shadow box or maybe frame them yeah. possibly someday. But I don't think uh, referee Troy Nelson will be doing any refing probably. I still got I still got my wrestling boots though. That's it's just a matter of time, guys. Just a matter mm. of time. Okay. Well, I know a few guys who uh, could definitely not use your services in prestigious. But um, thank you very much for that. Um, yes. But the other thing with that CM Punk show, uh, the Limitless Wrestling World Heavyweight Champion Daniel Garcia main evented the United Center, sold out United Center with John Moxley. Uh, how surreal was seeing that, Randy? That's a huge moment for him, uh, a huge moment for all his supporters, everybody who's been watching Daniel Garcia for a long time, and it's a real testament to the work that he's put in. I mean, I remember vividly receiving the text message from Puff uh, about the accident that those that, that entire crew got into a couple of years ago, and you just, uh, you know, you're worried about their safety, their health in terms of living at that point. You, you never even consider them necessarily wrestling again and especially at the level that they're at now daniel garcia i mean that's that's a dream come true uh, that's an amazing feat and what an accomplishment for him and i think it's only going to get bigger and brighter from here for him absolutely incredible uh any thoughts on that troy i mean i have a lot to say about that contest in general in regards to daniel garcia's schedule um, I think I'd like to reserve my comments until it's time to actually get into okay. the Daniel Garcia JD Drake match, which, and coincidentally, was already a very important match. But over the past couple of weeks, not to overshadow the Vacation Land Cup, I think that that's going to be the most important match on the card for a multitude of reasons. And I can't wait to talk about it's it. It's one of the biggest championship matches in Limitless Wrestling history, easily. Absolutely. Uh, and I'm very excited to talk about it on this. But. We do it every year. It's an annual tradition, Randy. It's called Bracketology. And that's because the Vacation Land Cup is coming your way. We have two Vacation Land Cups in less than a year span. Feels like deja vu all over again. We just did a show like this a few months back, it feels like. I know. it's uh, The schedule's been kind of weird because obviously the pandemic threw a wrench into things. But uh, it feel, the time feels right. It feels like Vacation Land Cup season. It's usually a summer tradition for us. And I'm happy it returns here, summer of 2021. Very exciting stuff. And, you know, Christian winning, uh, just having that opportunity in front of no fans, it just didn't feel right. So I, I think it's going to be a really special show uh, for a lot of reasons. And, well, you know who it is. We'll talk about that. But it's bracketology time. 
because we have our eight competitors for the Vacation Land Cup. And uh, I'm going to give my rankings of them my, as the legitimate sportscaster of this bunch. I will give my rankings, and you guys can, can feed into that and tell me what you think of that. This is the fourth ever Vacation Land Cup tournament. JT Dunn, the inaugural winner. Anthony Green winning the second one. As I said, Christian Casanova winning back in December. The winner has the opportunity to pick their main event match at the anniversary show, which uh, presumably will be to challenge the Limitless Wrestling World Champion. Let's get into it. We have our opening round matches set for this thing. And uh, let's start here. We got Anthony Green versus Kevin Blackwood. What are we making of this? I can start us off if you'd like, guys, and I do believe that there's going to be two schools of thought for this matchup. Anthony Green's return to the independent scene was one that truly came out of left field. I don't think any of us were expecting us expecting it. Uh, a lot of us didn't want it to happen, uh, but here we are. Anthony Green does not have a chip on his shoulder. He has a family-sized bag of Tostitos on his shoulder, and I said that last time uh, on commentary. Uh, he's got a lot that he needs to prove, and there's going to be a lot of people gunning for him. They want his top spot back. The spot that he people thought they had, Anthony Green came and took it back. So he's got to defend that spot if he wants to continue to move on and upward. How? Ever, you have somebody like Kevin Blackwood coming out. Kevin Blackwood does, in fact, have a mixed bag here. Heart and mind say to go with Anthony Green, but I have a question. We're going to talk about it a little bit later on. Daniel Garcia has agreed to have Kevin Blackwood banned from ringside during the championship bout. Unless I've been uh, living under a rock, there isn't anything against Garcia being on the outside to second Kevin Blackwood. Is there, Randy Carver? That's true. Uh, we did see, and it was very interesting to watch play out last time, we did see referee Nate Speckman immediately as the championship matchup between Anthony Green and Daniel Garcia get underway. The bell rings, and he points right at Kevin Blackwood and throws him out. So uh, very interested. The referees are not, and good on them for not putting up with the tomfoolery anymore from these Buffalo boys. And well, you know, that's the thing, though. So if you want my, my expert opinion on this one, I got to go with Anthony Green, but truth be told, and I'll go on record of saying this right now, if Daniel Garcia stays on the outside and stays out through the duration of the match, it's going to be Kevin Blackwood getting his hand raised, advancing over Anthony Green to the finals. And keep in mind, this is a lot more personal than just a VLC opening round match here for both these guys. Uh, for AG, he had his big moment ruined by Kevin Blackwood a month ago. And, yes, he did. And that sits with him, I'm, I'm sure of that. And it's personal for Blackwood because, Randy, as, as we've talked about here in the past, you know, Blackwood kind of had that unexpected showing in the 2019 VLC that he ultimately lost in the four-way to Anthony Green, one. And two, you know, he didn't get a chance to get to that finals uh, in the 2020 v VLC, and that kind of spurred his climb back to the top here. Yeah, that was kind of the turning point for Kevin Blackwood. It was after that that we saw him, you know, begin to really focus and zone in on what he needed to fix, the little facets of his game that needed tightening up. That's when you saw him week by week at Grapplers Anonymous in Buffalo, New York with Daniel Garcia tirelessly working, and it paid off. 
six straight victories in limitless wrestling after the 2020 vacation land cup there's only one blemish on his record since the 2020 vlc and that's the man facing daniel garcia for the championship later in the night jd drake yes and we will talk about that in just a little bit uh jt dunn and becca oh i am so happy to hear that becca's been cleared for this match randy are you? I mean, I, I think you would have taken a lot of joy. Uh, no, I genuinely, I genuinely, excuse you is right. I genuinely am so happy to see her. She is one of my favorite performers in all of New England. And anything that's been done to her has not been personal. It is very clear. And if you go to the Limitless Wrestling YouTube channel, you can see it in full. Our actions were done at the expense of Davey N. And I happen to know that JT Dunn also has problems with Davey N and Becca specifically. So uh, I don't know if you saw my, did you see my proposal to JT Dunn online? It unfortunately popped up in my mentions, yes. Um, I suggested that we form a 2001 WWF-style alliance and uh, create the prestigious unit. How would we not feel about that? that? No? No, not a fan. I okay. don't think that's great. Well, Troy, I'd love to know, as someone who's been a staple of the New England wrestling community, you obviously are very familiar with JT Dunn, but what have been your impressions of Becca and her meteoric rise here? As a meteoric rise in professional wrestling, I feel like it's become a cliche to even say that, but it's so hard to argue that Becca is just blazing a trail to the top. We look at all of these people and we, you know, I think of the Christian Casanovas, I think of the Anthony Greens, and we say to ourselves, well, how much longer do we have them for? It's time to start having that conversation about Becca now. Now is when it's time to have that conversation. Uh, with that said, she meets JT Dunn this coming weekend. Um, JT Dunn, since coming back, has had a mixed bag post-pandemic, uh, post so to speak. Becca has had a very impressive showing on the series The Road. She has big wins this summer over Ava Everett, a huge victory over Charles Mason. It would be an upset if Becca defeats JT Dunn. If JT Dunn were to lose to Becca, it would be devastating for him as the first ever winner of the vacation land cup it nobody gets a free pass these contests that have been put together are going to be drag out and beat downs but what i will say is this becca will need to squeak by jt dunn and i'm not taking anything away from her it's just that jt dunn also like i think of all these first round matches i look at what could happen if JT Dunn loses to Becca, it will be devastating to him in his mind. Don't take anything away from Becca. But if JT Dunn goes from being in the finals of the first Vacation Land Cup and winning it and being in the second finals of the Vacation Land Cup to losing in the opening round, you got to consider that a huge loss. I don't know if his mental state will be able to take it. Who do I think will win? I'm picking JT Dunn over Becca. But I have a feeling that Becca could very well shut my mouth, as she's done a few times before already this year. And JT Dunn is someone riding a little bit of momentum himself here, Randy. That he is. Um, really getting back on track, like Troy said, it's kind of been a mixed bag for him since returning to Limitless Wrestling after the closed taping era. Uh, was actually the first match back in front of fans. Went one-on-one -on -one with Ace Romero, a loss there. But uh, what 
really solidified him a spot in this tournament was last second. There was a change in the card and undeniable JT Dunn slides into a position for Alec Price against Lee Moriarty. And on short notice with not a lot of time to prepare, JT Dunn got it done. He knocked out Lee Moriarty death by elbow, gets the win and solidifies himself a spot in the VLC. But you can't overlook Becca. Like Troy was saying, you just can't do it. There's wild cards that make it to the finals every single year in the Vacation Land Cup. And Becca's riding a wave of momentum right now. It's going to be tough for JT to feel out. He's had three different, very vastly different opponents since returning to Limitless Wrestling and Ace Romero, Lee Moriarty, and now Becca coming up this Saturday. Well, I wouldn't say she has all the momentum in the world, but that's, I guess that's subjective. Anyway. But neither does JT Dunn at this rate. Like I said, it's mixed bag right now. He's one and one. That's what it is in Limitless. He's one and one. He is 500 post pandemic. Well, well, Becca, take a look at Becca's record since the road. She stayed fresh. She stayed active. I mean, I, granted, I, I saw her medical record. JT Dunn, record. the veteran, Becca, you know, fresh face is a rookie sensation. She doesn't have the wear and tear that JT Dunn has on him right now. Mm, that could play a factor. Yeah, but I saw her medical record. And uh, based on how things ended for her last month, I just... What the hell do you do with her medical record? It would be How a are you shame. getting access? That's How my did you get access? What kind of shoddy hospitals are being run up in Maine? I'm a journalist, Never. bro. I know how to get access to anything that I need. You should see what I got on Randy. I have legit... Journal- you know I what have- they say about a journalist? A journalist is a person that has an answer to a question that nobody asked. That's John not, that <laughs> is what a journalist That is, is so inaccurate. That is. I take that oh, very personally. That's good. Randy, don't make me release the video that I have of you. That's going to be your new bio. You know I have video of you, and I will release it. Listen, Randy sure. willingly joined that chicken wing eating contest. It's okay. It's, and I won it, too, motherfucker. He's proud of that yeah. moment. Okay. Old Ripper versus Ace Romero. Randy, is this a first time ever? This is not, actually. No? Uh, did we see this on the road? We did this... see it on the road. Okay. Yes, we did. This was really, uh, in my opinion, kind of a solidifier to people about Rip Bison because... Uh, before we went into the closed taping era of Limitless Wrestling, people didn't really get a chance to meet Rip Bison all that much. They they saw the one match in Yarmouth, his official Limitless debut, went one-on-one with War Horse for the IWTV Independent Wrestling Championship. What a way to get thrown in the fire. And from there, he really found his footing on the road with big matches like that one with Ace Romero, where he proved that he can hang with someone in the top tier of Limitless Wrestling. What have been your impressions of Rip here, Troy, as he's kind of ascended the limitless ranks, just got one of the biggest wins of his career in a strap match against Big Beef, uh, despite having a banged-up elbow from a really just awful accident that he had against Prestigious. Um, What has been your impression of his rise to prominence? I'm going to say there comes a time in a person's time in pro wrestling, his career, if we're going to use that word, where you need to reinvent yourself. And I think that Rip did that. The former Tomahawk, for those of you that didn't realize that, some of you might not have, uh, he reinvented himself. He's always been a very hard worker, but he's dug down deep inside and he's no longer taking no for an answer. He's getting out of New England. He's making the rounds, trying to test himself against the best, not just in the Northeast, but beyond as well. He's got some tours of Canada now under his belt for the Kaizen promotion. Um, will that make all the difference this time around against Ace Romero? 
I don't know. I tweeted about this last week, and I said it. My mind goes with Ace Romero, but Ripper, I did not think that he'd be able to defeat Beef in the strap match, no less. I did not think that. I picked Beef, and I was wrong. That means I could be wrong again. So while I am picking Ace Romero, I will go on record as saying this. If Rip Bison can get past Ace Romero, take what he learned in his first contest against him on the road and defeat Ace Romero, Rip Bison will win the entire tournament. Wow. He has to get past Ace Romero first. But if Rip can get past Ace, I believe that he can get through the other three competitors that he would join in the finals. But that's a big if. That big if comes in the form of Ace Romero, who has been denied victories in the Vacation Land Cup. This is not his first time in the Vacation Land Cup. And Ace Romero, I mean, my goodness, he is main professional wrestling. And this is his fourth time at this. How many opportunities is he going to get in this tournament? This isn't keep... Keep, keep showing up and trying to win it, and we'll just give you an opportunity, and maybe you'll win it. No. I think that if he ends up getting defeated by Rip Bison, despite these big wins against guys like Eddie Edwards and JT Dunn and his time on the road, Eric Johnson just recently in the last man standing match, you, you, know, we, you can't just keep being awarded opening round contests for this tournament. This tournament is becoming a big deal. A lot of people want to be in it. Uh, Ace has to show up, show out, and beat Rip Bison. Well, and I it, think he will, but Rip might prove me wrong. Ace is a bear that is stirring right now. Um, I mean, he is hungry. Um, I, I talk to Ace Romero frequently, and I, I know that he is he is ready. He, he has felt, quite frankly, like he's been in a rut in 2021, and he wants to break out of that. And I think what you saw with him, with Eddie Edwards specifically, and obviously Eric Johnson too, but specifically Eddie Edwards, I think that really lit a fire under him. Wouldn't you agree, Randy? I agree. Um, You don't want like an anxious, ready-to-go Ace Romero awaiting you in the first round. And unfortunately, I think that's what Rip has drawn here. But Rip is not someone who backs away from any competition. He welcomes it all the time. And he's on quite a run right now in Limitless Wrestling. This is the kind of wave that you want to be on heading into a matchup with Ace Romero. But uh, I think they're both running into each other at a bad time, and that's what makes this so interesting. And then our final matchup of the tournament. I, I, I can't believe this. Alec Price making his return, which I can believe. Alec Price had an outstanding showing in the VLC back in December against Love Doug. I love Doug. I'm sure you do. I'd like to put it on record. I love Doug. I'm sure you do. However, I think that Alec Price, underdog-style competitor, yet his record does, in fact, back up his claims for all the things that uh, he says, all those things that come out of his mouth. He puts on um, bangers. Are, are not so crazy. Um I don't think it's fair to say it's a layup for Alec Price, but you have to believe with eight people in this tournament, I think seven of them were hoping to compete against Love Doug as a more favorable matchup, if that makes any sense. I see a lot of myself in Love Doug. I know what it's like to rattle off X amount of straight losses. I know that. But I also know the feeling of what it's like when you dig down deep and you can rattle off X amount of wins. Doug is kind of in a middle ground right now. He has the fan support. It's there all day. 
Does he have the wins? Not a lot of them, but the wins he does have have been important. They are they have made memories. They are lasting memories. And there's a reason why he is in the tournament, that he finds himself in the position that he's in. It would be considered an that would be the biggest upset of the tournament if Love Doug could beat Alec okay. Price. More so than if Becca could beat JT Doug. Okay. Well, if Love Doug goes to the finals, that'd be huge. However, I will not let my heart outweigh my mind. Alec Price will defeat Love Doug okay. in the opening. Well, let's move past all this Buddha bullshit. Randy, uh, what has Love Doug done to earn a spot here? Because I'm, oh, try- I'm trying uh, to figure things out here. I mean, we've talked about it before. Uh your, your records are going to play into this, your momentum going into the Vacation Land Cup tournament. And fan support cannot be denied at a certain point, John Alba. I know that you don't really know a lot about uh, that. because Mac Daniels hasn't lost get, a match in 2021, and yet here Love Doug gets it. He beat Love Doug. I feel like you're a little salty about him uh, marking up your boy a little bit. Marking? We won! Congrats. You got no response, exactly, because you know it's Congrats. You hey, know it's uh, look at how you win. Let's go watch We that. won clean. Go watch look the at tape. How you guys win. Watch the tape. We won clean. As a I'd whistle. Be happy to watch all the prestigious tapes. Oh, I'm sure you do. Them. I watch them on repeat every night. <laughs> I'm sure you do. That's why the viewer count is so high. Um, no, but I mean like Troy said, Doug is in an interesting position here because it's going to be interesting to see how he can feed off this fan support because there has been nothing like the push for Love Doug, the petition that he had going around, the signs. There were people making their own videos to get Love Doug into the Vacation Land Cup. At a certain point, you can't deny what someone brings to the table, but now is the time to prove it. He's the wild card in this tournament. Love Doug, a lot of people don't believe in him, just as many as as do. But Love Doug, he's got a very tough first-round opponent here in the Pride City OG, Alec Price. It'll be very interesting, though. Alec's been out of a ring for a little while now. You wonder if ring rust begins to set in. You wonder if he's still as sharp as he was a month ago, had to take some time off. So uh, it's an interesting draw for Love Doug, but he's got the fans on his side. Like, the, the entire building, you heard him erupt when Ava Everett snapped his clipboard, ripped his petition in half. The entire building, except for John Alba, was chanting, we love Doug. And can that carry him to a victory in the finals? I don't know. I don't think Ava ever was chanting it for the record, but that's... Hey, Ava too. She was out of the building by then. That's beside me. So, okay, so, Troy, your your final four for this, your, your main event here, uh, we got AG, JT Dunn, uh, Ace and Price, was it? Is that correct? That is my final four. Okay. And that's my final four. I feel like that should be a moving part. If Daniel Garcia, whether he gets thrown out or not, if he if he spends more than five minutes outside the ring in that match, I will say it's Kevin Blackwood. Okay. Um, it's very dependent. And I'm not saying that Blackwood can't do it himself. All I'm saying is that if Garcia is accompanying him, Blackwood will always have that advantage. It doesn't matter if it was any of the other seven competitors. You have Garcia out there. You have the champ out there. You have the champion's advantage at that point. Okay, so who is the winner of the 2021 VLC? I said it earlier. You, you don't get just an invitation every year because you are the guy from Maine. I don't think that's fair. But I also believe that Ace Romero is sick. He is sick of not winning 
Maine's premier wrestling tournament. It might as well be Maine's only professional wrestling tournament. My fearless pick, my pick to win the tournament, Ace Romero will become Vacation Land Cup champion. Okay. That's fair. What do you think of that pick, Randy? I mean, it's a good, solid pick, and and like he's saying, there's a lot of truth to it. You don't just get a spot by being the main guy here. You don't just get a spot because, uh, you know, there's a lot of people on the roster. There's only eight spots in this tournament. There's a lot of people on the roster who truly could have made a case to be in the Vacation Land Cup. Numerous, but uh, Romero gets a spot this year, and I think he's pissed off. He's hungry, like you guys have been saying. And I truly believe that he feels this is the final opportunity the golden opportunity, so to speak, for him to get to the main event, for him to get to the championship one-on-one and finally take it home. He's got to win this tournament to do it. And, uh, I mean, if something happens, if, if he's out in the first round, if he does not make it to the final two, if he doesn't win the goddamn thing, you have to wonder, uh, next year is probably in jeopardy for Ace Romero unless he goes on a tear like no tear he's ever been on. Because uh, last year, I mean, you just look back to December, he lost to Alec Price in the first round. He didn't even make it to the finals. You've got to believe that's weighing on him as well. Sure. All right, here's my, here's my uh, seating, okay? Uh, number eight, Love Doug, for self-explanatory reasons. Yeah, we get it. Okay. I understand. Number seven, I actually have Kevin Blackwood at number seven here. Even though he has been hot, uh, he has also shown that he's a guy that lets the big moment sometimes get the best of him in limitless wrestling and i think he has to be concerned about that it's probably since he stopped wearing those black leathery pants i said the same that's thing to randy a, a few months ago and he disagreed with me he lost some of that luster when that's he what i said too leathery black pants that's exactly what i said i'm so glad we're on the same page about something here troy hey quick question mm-hmm is he going to be jet lag coming into this tournament? He's a West Coaster now. He's coming from California. He, he is not uh, officially moved there until, I believe, the beginning of September. So he will actually be back on the East Coast right. for this one. But, so he's coming from uh, right, Moving forward, fine. it will be quite a commute for Kevin Blackwood, who's relocating to California. Jet lag's a real thing. Oh, I'll yeah. talk a little bit more about that later <laughs> involving the championship match. Um, Go on. My number six... She admittedly she would be higher had she not had an accident and undeniable. But Becca, um, I just wrong place, wrong time. But I am I'm happy that she's cleared for this. Genuinely. Um, Speaking of accidents, I feel like if Davian shoots a look in your direction, you might have a little accident there, Alba. No, why? Why would we have that? (laughs) Uh, Did you not see? She shot me several looks, and because you know who it is, I wasn't really concerned, and she lost. So. I was saying, I noticed you stopped wearing khakis and switched to dark pants. Dark pants, Alba. That's my that's, suggestion for you. That's a that's lesson, that's a lesson I learned from Jim Ross, so I'm just going to take that to the bank with me. Uh, my number you five. That name up you just dropped, you can pick up Jim Ross. He's on the floor right now. <laughs> he's, he's a, he and Jeff Jarrett are close personal friends these days. Oh, Jesus life. Christ. But uh, anyway, right. uh, my number five, uh, old Ripper, Randy, I've, I've got him... Uh, just outside the top four here. Uh, and he's a wild card because Ripper is someone who could uh, just be crazy enough to go the distance here. So Absolutely. I mean, he's one of one of few people in the past year, year and a half, who's taken Ace Romero to the limit. So, Yeah. Um, my number four is JT Dunn. 
So uh, I, I think JT Dunn, this, this is a scenario where I think JT Dunn finds himself in a pretty good position to punch his ticket back to the finals. Uh, my number three, Alec Price. Honestly, Alec Price would be my number two had he not uh, missed Undeniable. But I know he's had a little ring rust, as you said. My number two is Ace Romero, and number one, my, my pick to win this whole thing is, is Anthony Green. He's hungry, he's ready, he's riding all the momentum in the world, and uh, I think he wants a fair shot at Daniel Garcia. So uh, Anthony Green is my pick to win this thing. And uh, just to clarify, Randy, for people who may not be familiar, would you like to remind them of the format for the Vacation Land Cup and how it will unfold over the course of the night? I would. Uh, we're going to kick off the show with the four opening round singles matches in the tournament. As we said, Ace Romero, Rip Bison, Kevin Blackwood versus Anthony Green, Becca versus JT Dunn, Alec Price versus Love Doug. The four winners will move on to our main event of the evening, which is a four-way elimination match. And it's just like it sounds. Pinfall or submission, you can get eliminated. Anybody can pin or submit anybody when we're down to the final two. It's one-on-one -on -one from there. And the winner, they get their choice of match, and we presume it will be a championship match in the main event of the anniversary show, the six-year anniversary show this September. And let's announce the date, John. Fuck it. Saturday, September 25th, Yarmouth, Maine. This is a podcast exclusive for you. Um, that is the six-year anniversary show for Limitless Wrestling. And what is it? And it it is the official in-ring debut of John Alba in Limitless Wrestling. Yikes. I am so ready. I have been training diligently. Uh, there. I, oh, enough of your tomfoolery. I'm very excited, and we're going to talk all about that in just a little bit. Let's get through the rest of the card here. Here's a match I cannot wait for. Brad Cashew versus Kevin Koo, former training partners, collide. This is a very, very exciting match. match. I, I am a big Brad Cashew fan. Did you see what he did to Davian? It was crazy. I'm a, I'm a big Brad Cashew fan, and I'm a big Kevin Koo fan, too. Uh, Randy, this one just seems like it's going to be a wrestling clinic. I think it will be. And uh, it's that neat dynamic. These two broke into the business back in 2013, traveling together when they were first getting their feet wet with things. And uh, their careers obviously went in different directions, different locations. But now it all comes back here at Limitless Wrestling. They collide one-on-one, -on -one, one -on -one, first time ever. And uh, it's two guys. It's an interesting position. I think we talked about this a few months ago with uh, the Robert Martyr-Ricky Archer matchup at Fortune Favors the Bold. Two guys who have numerous impressive outings lately. They're incredible in the ring, battles every time, but they can't get themselves on the right track. They can't lock down victories in a limitless wrestling ring. And this is an opportunity for both men to really right the wrongs over the past couple months. Kevin Koo, in his return to Limitless Wrestling, 0-2 in singles competition with losses to Alec Price, Kevin Blackwood, Brad Cashew, 0-2 since debuting here. A loss to Dave Yen and a loss to Rip Bison. So somebody's getting back on the right track here. I would agree with that. Um, what are your impressions of Brad, Troy? I like uh, Brad Don't Call Me Charlie Cashew. That's true. I will tell you this, Brad... Um, Little change of heart from when I first met him. 
if I'm being quite honest, I thought he was a friendly kid. I think that he had a lot going for him. Not that I don't think that he still does. But I think it's interesting that the second he kind of changes this attitude and takes it in a direction I don't think is too good, that we actually start seeing Brad Cashew. So I don't want to condone his attitude. However, since he's changed it, we're seeing a lot more of them pop up, not just in Limitless, but around New England. So I, 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 who am I to tell him his business? Um, I don't think that attitude's going to work against Kevin Koo. They came up together. They trained together. Kevin Koo is New England Pro Wrestling Academy trained, became a Midwest implant. He teams with Dominic Garini. A little bit more grittier out there. However, he was polished first here in New England. So Kevin Koo... Having that kind of grittiness uh, in the training of, like, I feel like the Midwest mixed with the fine polishing of professional wrestling in New England, I think might make him a little bit more dangerous against a Brad Cashew. Um, if Brad Cashew wants to try to fight a little bit dirty, I wouldn't try to do that with Kevin Koo hanging out with the dominant Garinis of the world. Um, who do I think is going to pick up the victory? I'm going to go with Kevin Koo, uh, not to take anything away from Brad Cashew. He's had a mixed bag win here, a loss there, matches against tough matches against Ripper. Um, you know, you know, it, it's an unenviable task being across the ring from Ripper. Um, I think that's going to prepare him well for a Kevin Koo, but I feel like Kevin Koo has even more tools in the tool bag. That's my that's my opinion. We have a big Four-way tag team match. This show's about to get a little bit more prestigious. And with good reason, too, because, Randy, this is the main attraction Mac Daniels birthday extravaganza show, and he's going to be front row, going to watch this action in person. I got him a ticket. Very exciting stuff. Uh, as you can hear the uh, Florida thunder behind me. Um, and we're bringing the thunder here because this is going to be a hell of a match. MSP making their return with their tail between their legs against Ava Everett and Charles Mason as a unit once again versus Team C-Stars and the Prestige. BRG, Goldberg's favorite henchman, Channing Thomas. It's going to be a hell of a match. Now, this is, this is if I'm not mistaken, I need to make sure that we got this correct here for contractual reasons. This is a one-fall match, correct? Correct, yeah. This is uh, different than the main event four-way. This is one fall to a finish, so you got to keep your head on a swivel in a match like this. And It's comprised of four teams who impressed and uh, were successful throughout the closed taping era of Limitless Wrestling. Obviously, we saw MSP ride a wave of momentum into that matchup with the Buffalo Brothers, where... They fought for the opportunity to get tag team titles, did not come out victorious. But uh, you know a thing or two about the C-Stars' success, and I guess uh, their downfall is Yes, well. we know a lot the about their failures, too. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, hey, uh, right place, right time, like you say, right? Uh, no, we beat them, oh, but anyway. Yeah, okay. Um, okay. You know, this was supposed to be an Ask Prestigious episode, but I was informed by the boys that you didn't meet their booking fee. Oh, Christ's sakes. Sure. Sure. Yeah, mm. I couldn't uh, couldn't back the Brinks truck up to Channing Thomas to knock on the door and turn on the phone. I mean... That's you, not... Tr it's probably just Brett Ryan Gosselin's parents didn't pay the internet bill that month. That's probably what <laughs> happened. Let's be real. Come on. John's paying his internet now, didn't you know? 
boy. Calls him daddy, too. I was going to say he got a sugar daddy. No, yeah, I said, hey, if you cute. didn't see the clip, I using the transitive property, Goldberg is prestigious, and therefore I am Goldberg's daddy. So uh, mm. I would just wow, like to make that clear. how that works. Yes, I would just like to make that clear. Um, I'll tell you what, we got a thunderstorm brewing behind me. There's a very good chance I'd lose power hey, good here, news, so. Randy. We might lose them. That sounds good. <laughs> okay. Keep um, going. We'll just keep uh, so, going. So who do, you, who do you got winning this, uh, dare I ask, Troy Nelson? I don't want to harp on it too long because I will begrudgingly pick prestigious. Hell uh, yeah, you are. What? Uh, I, I'm sorry. And, you know, and I grant it, a tag team match is different from a six-person tag team match, but prestigious has victories against teams. Sweet team victories. Six-person tag team action. They have victories against the MSP. Mm-hmm. Very impressive in tag team action. And if you did not see it yourself, I cannot wait for it to be on IWTV for the world to see prestigious taking on the main event and Nolo Katano. What a match. Hell of a match. Randy, way up in central Maine. Go out of your ways to watch that when that comes up. But they were victorious, Randy. And, yes, tag team matches are different. But they are riding a wave of momentum that I don't think will be stopped by MSP, which I can't remember their last win. Ava Everett and Charles Mason, a match made in heaven. Those two weirdos are vicious. But... They have not been teaming up too long. They have a couple of occasions together. I don't think that's going to be good enough in a first fall wins it contest. Yeah. What? The most the most opposition that Prestigious is going to face in the form of the Team C-Stars, who have victories against the main event recently, Ashley Vox coming off a victory over Layla Hirsch in Central Maine. Um, you know, when Ashley Vox especially gets hot, you know, she's had a couple different Limitless Wrestling Championship bouts. Delmi uh, XO, always impressive. You put those two together. They will be the ones that cause the most problems for Prestigious, but considering Prestigious does have the six-man tag victory against them, mm-hmm. I am going to have to give them the nod. I like it. In the four-way tag team match. Uh, what, what year did Reagan tear the wall down? I think that's the last time MSP won. Wow. Okay. I don't think they were a lot. I don't think I don't think Danny was alive when Reagan was in office, okay. but uh just just know. just checking on that. Well, you know, Randy, I'm I am so severely disappointed in you. I mean, typically I am, but more so now than ever. Um because I'm going through our rundown and you forgot the single most important match of the night on the rundown. Of course, the the John Alba challenge. The correct? prestigious challenge prestigious excuse me davian's final tune-up before she becomes prestigious she's got a returning alley catch handpicked by me to face davy here and it's I'm a, I'm a man who likes to gift the goods to the limitless people because i think this is going to be a hell of a match and i think it's a perfect way to get ready for this match with with a nice big old l for davian so you're very confident in your pick here, Alley Cat. What what led to the decision? I mean, give me give me your scouting sure. report on Alley Cat. Sure. Well, Alley Catch is someone that that I've watched from afar quite a bit, and we've seen Alley Catch. You, Troy, you talked about it before. How important reinvention is at some point. Alley Catch has reinvented from Alley Cat to Alley Catch. It's amazing what a couple letters can do. And, I was going to say, is that you consider that the reinvention? Two letters. Um, but we've seen a little bit of a change in her attitude too. And uh, she's making a big name for herself on a national scale right now. And I think if Davian thinks she can just steamroll her way into the anniversary show on September 25th without trying to overcome a roadblock, she's crazy. 
And this is going to be a hell of a match. And I promise you this, the main attraction will be ringside uh, in a seat for this, as will I. And we will be celebrating his birthday as the match goes on. As long as you don't get a microphone this time, I think I'm okay. Because okay. that means you're not on commentary. No, so. we're, we're going to be watching it. It's very exciting. We, we've got uh, cake and uh, popcorn. And well, I'm just kidding. You know, Mac Daniels doesn't need any of that. But uh, what do you think about this one, Troy? This this you've been watching this Davy N uh, excursion unfold from afar. She really has made a lot of mistakes lately, hasn't she? Who lets him? Just, who, he's really in charge of this, Randy. You really let him run. It's because over. Randy's <laughs> stupid enough to uh, let me do that because he doesn't know how to upload things to Podbean. But that's besides the point. He's, wow, he's okay. that's a shoot, Allie brother. Catch, you're, you're only as good as your last appearance, and I do believe the last time Ali Catch was in a limitless ring was a victory against Shaza McKenzie. It was a drag out and a beat down, to say the least. If you see that match, um, we have not seen Ali Catch in a while. She has stayed very busy, though. Let's not forget, there's a reason why you know Allie Catch and her name is synonymous in independent wrestling. Davian is two. Uh, Davian is not, in fact, America's sweetheart, and I don't think she will take no for an answer against Allie Catch. Um, and I do believe that when you put those two together, Davian can brawl with the, most, the, mo- the best of them. Uh, she is finely polished by the New England Pro Wrestling Academy. Um, I think that if it gets into a wrestling match, the advantage is Davian. If it gets into a brawl, that street fight gritty mode, Alley Catch has the advantage. And of course, with John Alba trying to eat cake on the outside and popcorn, apparently, um, you know. I suppose, advantage, alley catch. But I have a feeling that Davy has something up her sleeve as well. I will not counter out. Davian will be victorious against alley catch. Mm, what do you make Saturday. of that, Randy? Because that, that was a lot of assuming there by Troy. It was a lot of assuming, but I can't imagine a point in time, especially in Limitless Wrestling, where Davian has been more pissed off and just had to sit and think about it yeah. until right now. It was a pretty cool win Mac Daniels had against her. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was very cool. Um, it just, I mean, first of all, getting screwed over by prestigious, uh, trying to propose to her during a match, taking her attention away. She gets rolled up. Your boy has a handful of tights as it goes, you know. And then later in the night, she's got to watch this disgusting display where you guys are holding Becca hostage with a chair, and you guys drop her on her neck. One of her good friends, former tag team well, we partners, didn't, the two of them. We didn't drop her on her neck. We actually hit her with a pile driver. Right. Yeah. Thank you for clarifying, You're John. Um, and uh, I just, I think this is going to go very poorly for uh, Allie Catch. I, I do not have the faith in her that you do in this scenario for the simple fact that Davian is going to come out like a bat out of hell. And I think that's bad news for anyone standing in the ring. Mm, okay. Interesting. Well, doesn't matter because, uh, just a reminder for all of you folks there, that anniversary show, September 25th, it will be prestigious with yours, truly, squaring off with Team Davey, Davey N and three friends. And uh, as we've seen, Randy, being a friend of Davey N doesn't seem to pay off. Well, I'll tell you this, it pays off to be a friend of Daniel Garcia's because he puts you around the Limitless Wrestling World Heavyweight Championship, and uh, you've been wanting to talk about this one all night, Troy, so we're going to do it right now. Daniel Garcia against J.D. Drake. This is a rematch, but added stakes here. Daniel Garcia will not have Kevin Blackwood on 
his side here as he'll be banned from ringside. J.D. Drake agrees that if he does not beat Daniel Garcia, he will never get to challenge Daniel Garcia again for the Limitless Wrestling Championship. These are as high as stakes as you're going to get here in vacation land. Uh, what do you make of this one, and are we in for as much of a classic as we saw last time, Troy? Uh, absolutely. I think that this one is going to be even better than the first one. There is so much more at stake, not just the Limitless Wrestling Championship. In the last two months... Daniel Garcia himself has always been a hard worker. He had always tried to be the hardest worker in the room, and it started to show last year. All right? Then he became the Limitless Wrestling Champion, and he proved all the doubters wrong when he defeated Christian Casanova. You might know him now as Carmelo Hayes. That's a huge victory. Garcia has defended that Limitless Wrestling Championship now against all comers. What I want to talk about before I get to J.D. Drake is I want to talk about Daniel Garcia's current schedule. Daniel Garcia has made now multiple appearances for AEW. Yes, he has. And I'm not just talking about appearances. I'm talking about multiple matches against top-class talent. Other than El Fuego del Sol, he has wrestled the Matt Seidel's of the world. He has wrestled Darby Allen. He has wrestled John Moxley, all while keeping up an independent schedule with hour-long matches for the IWTV Independent Championship, going all around the country, literally coming off of six straight matches in a week for an independent wrestler, Okay. Let's talk about his schedule ahead, not to look too far ahead elsewhere. And this is the Limitless Wrestling podcast, not anyone else's podcast, but we'd be foolish to not point out what he has coming up. Announced matches against Davey Richards. How about an announced match against Minoru yeah, Suzuki? I lost my there mind for that. There is nobody <laughs> in independent wrestling or professional wrestling right now that has a harder schedule than Daniel Garcia. He wouldn't have it Nobody. any other way. At what point does that schedule break you down? At what point is it? If it isn't the hour-long contest that he had a couple weeks ago, then I think that it's a match against somebody like J.D. Drake who's unfortunately been on the short end of the stick against Garcia in the past and is continually, I'll, I won't mince words, you can only eat, eat shit and like it for so long before you get angry. And J.D. Drake is ready. He's been to the dance before. He's been, uh, let's take a look, that Evolve card. True. Last year, last two years ago, two years ago now, he was the main event of an Evolve card that was live on the then WWE Network. J.D. Drake was primed to, smash through to that next level and then the world kind of stopped jd drake didn't but the world did and i think that it eats him alive that there are certain people that forgot about him he said he's going to be listening to this so i'm not going to mince words i'm not going to bullshit i'm going to talk about it i think that there's some people that forgot about jd drake it's a sin that they did that what's a better way than to prove all the doubters wrong by defeating the Hottest name in independent wrestling and beyond. 
J.D. Drake has to beat Daniel Garcia this weekend. And what I will say is this. If he doesn't, no matter what happens, whatever happens this weekend at the Vacation Land Cup is going to be very telling of Daniel Garcia's future schedule. You asked me to predict the winner of this match. Let me predict the winner of Garcia and Davey Richards. I'm going to pick Davey Richards. Let me give you the winner of Minoru Suzuki versus Daniel Garcia. I'm going to pick Minoru Suzuki. Okay? And do you want to know why? It's not because Daniel Garcia isn't an incredibly talented competitor. It's because of what J.D. Drake is going to try to do to him this weekend to secure the Limitless Wrestling Championship. That is why. So who are you asking is going to walk out of Maine with the Limitless Wrestling Championship? I do pick J.D. Drake. But I think that it's going to be one of the most just spectacles to see in the history of limitless wrestling. No Kevin Blackwood, no phony baloney referees. I'm sure the rules are going to be a little bit relaxed and the best man is going to win. I think it's going to be JD Drake. I don't think that Garcia can keep up with the schedule that he has and continue to win these matches. Strong words there from top shelf. Uh, since I am the only legitimate journalist in pro wrestling, I asked Tony Khan and CM Punk about Daniel Garcia this past week. And Tony Khan said this, Randy. He said that they have an agreement. They're, they're not on a signed deal, but they have an agreement where Daniel Garcia is working for AEW right now. Um, as the champion of your promotion, that has to open your eyes a little bit. Uh, J.D. Drake, obviously in similar circumstance, part of the wingmen there. So how do you approach this as, as the owner of Limitless Wrestling. This is a very precarious situation with your championship here. It is, and uh, it, we're lucky that a promotion as big and as prominent as AEW does have the flexibility for their wrestlers to still do independent dates because uh, we're able to work around any you know conflictions or travel issues or anything like that. Um, I don't really worry about that in a situation like this because... Daniel Garcia has really built a lot of this title reign and uh, him continuing to progress forward on the fact that all the other champions have left here. And Daniel Garcia has not left. He has not gone anywhere. He is not uh, leaving Limitless Wrestling anytime soon. And he continues to make that very clear. And I think it would be incredibly... I wonder if the situation would change without the championship, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Uh, I think there's a lot that rides on this for Daniel Garcia and his future in Limitless Wrestling because, like Troy is saying, there aren't many, especially right now, but in the past 10 years that I can think of who have had a crazier schedule than Daniel Garcia uh, these past couple months. And, Name who has. And, and yeah, he's, it's, he's, traveling, oh. he's traveling from a really difficult spot, too, in Buffalo. It's not super convenient to get to all those places. Randy, tell me right now, who's had a more difficult schedule on the independence than Daniel Garcia? Please, enlighten me. I'll Brian Danielson head. comes to mind, honestly. Danielson. So we're talking about 10 years ago? Yeah. We're talking about 12 years ago? I'm talking about, give me five years ago. <laughs> It'd be tough. It'd yeah, be tough okay. to do. Let's, that's, that's what I'm trying to say. No, I'm not I, trying to put I, I you on that. the spot, Randy, but that, that, that's very telling. Who? Brian Danielson? I, 
Offhand, I literally, we're talking about anybody. 12 years ago is the last time. So once in a decade, someone has this hard of a schedule, and this is the guy. You know, it wore yeah. down Danielson too. It did. And there's a and lot of similarities. A lot of similarities between those two guys. Uh, yeah, I agree. That's a, that's a dream match that I think a lot of people would like to see someday. But uh, there, like Troy said, there has to come a point where that schedule comes back to bite you when you're not only picking up a schedule after, you know, I mean, let's be realistic about the past year, year and a half. There was a time frame where a lot of wrestlers were maybe wrestling one or two matches a month, if that, if they were lucky. And Daniel Garcia has jumped in to everything possible that he can be doing. I think just last Friday, he was featured on New Japan, he was featured on AEW, and he was featured on Limitless as well. Um, He is everywhere you look right now for professional wrestling. And eventually that does the wear and tear. It builds up. It wears you down. And he has to come in, in the zone, ready to do whatever it takes to walk out champion if he wants to continue this reign because the the special sauce, the secret formula seemingly that the Buffalo Boys have had, that's off the table. No Kevin Black. And this is an agreement from Daniel Garcia. This is an agreement that he made with J.D. Drake on the Internet. It's on Twitter that Kevin Blackwood is banned from ringside as long as J.D. Drake agreed that this is his last chance, last shot at Garcia with the championship on the line. So, uh, so much riding on this for both competitors. J.D. Drake obviously still has to be feeling the anger. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that subsides when he realizes now he's getting a fair shake here because there's going to be no Kevin Blackwood out there, no one to tug his leg on his way back into the ring, no momentary distraction for Daniel Garcia to capitalize on. It's going to be very interesting to see. Well, I'm in total agreement that I think we're going to witness an all-time classic here. And uh, can you tell us this, Randy? What is going to be the main event of the show? Will it be this championship match, or will it be the Vacation Land Cup Finals? It's going to be the Vacation Land Cup Finals. We're going to kind of keep with the theme that we've had over the past few years of having the finals of the Vacation Land Cup headline the show. Okay. It will be the finals of the Vacation Land Cup. In theory, we should know our championship match again assuming they challenge we should know our championship match for the anniversary show come the end of this night i would yeah i would assume so the only the real wild card in this tournament we didn't really talk about it too much is uh kevin blackwood if he goes Uh, all the way very good point is he going and and let's say daniel garcia walks out champion what kind of scenario does that play and also like uh, I'm interested at the flip side of that as well. Kevin Blackwood and J.D. Drake. J.D. Drake is the only man who's beaten Kevin Blackwood in the past, ooh, I don't know, eight, ten months in Limitless Wrestling. And uh, would he try it a third time? Would he try a third time to beat J.D. Drake for the championship? I think he would. Would be really, really fun to watch unfold. All this is fun to watch unfold because it's going to be a hell of a show. We're going to be there. That is coming to you. This Saturday, I can't believe it's already here, and then we're just a month away from the Limitless Wrestling six-year anniversary show, and oh boy, it will just be prestigious. Gentlemen, anything else that you'd like to add here? Troy, uh, anything on your mind? It's crazy to think that uh, we've Limitless Wrestling has come such a long way from a show that was supposed to be at the Sea Dog Brewery about six years ago and it's grown into not just the top independent promotion in new england but 
amongst the top in the country. I'm happy to be a part of the show, whether it be at the commentary table or in the ring or even just doing a podcast. I'm proud to wear the Limitless Wrestling brand. Um, proud of my friend Randy. Um, and I'm proud of everyone that's been able to come in, make their money, and keep going because of Limitless Wrestling. Well, That's what I'm excited for, the Vacation Land Cup this thank, weekend. Thank see, you, thank to you see so another much, name, Troy. see more names make it, uh, get to that next level. Thank you so much, Troy. Um, Randy calls it the commentation station. That's his, uh, that's his gimmick. So That's not mine. I took that from somewhere. Oh, yeah. I think Troy knows where. Okay. Love that place. Love that place. Well, good to me. <laughs> uh, Randy, this is your last pitch here. We got a few more tickets left on sale. This is your last pitch. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know how much more needs to be said. We've got 10 tickets remaining for the Vacation Land Cup. This is one of my favorite times of the year. I feel like it's when we get very sentimental about the past. It's a little bit less wrestling in the future because. This is a place where people make a name for themselves. We've seen breakout performances at the Vacation Land Cup, and it's one of the most fun events of the year. So uh, I truly hope, if you're listening to this, be one of those last 10 people to grab a ticket, and uh, we're going to see you this Saturday. It's going to be a lot of fun. Sounds good to me. We'll see you next time. <laughs>